Good evening and welcome all that matters listeners on behalf of IGMA Inc. Thank you so very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with me, Dr. Angela Griffin, aka Dr. A, here on our weekly All That Matters talk show, where as a gentle reminder, our brand concept for each broadcast is to continue interviewing and discussing topics focused on our blinked strategic pillars, which are business, legal matters, education, nonprofit, technology, and or healthcare. Therefore, our special guests are always committed to sharing great insight, resources, answers, tips, sometimes strategies to help empower individuals and organizations seeking to cope and or sustain ourselves, especially in this new season of new normalcy. So today I am so honored to welcome my very special guest, Ms. Keisha Dudley and Ms. Aisha Harris, co-owners of Blended Measures. Ladies, how are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us on. I am so delighted. You know, I have to be transparent for just a quick moment. Ladies and gentlemen, these ladies didn't know me a couple of weeks ago, but I'm a stalker. Y'all know me. When I find <laughs> good, say good and gets gooder, I try and find them. And I would be remiss if I didn't take the time to bring on these ladies with blended measures to first of all, tell a little bit about themselves, and then we'll kick off into what I believe there are two titles of being chief generosity and chief strategy officers who are trusted fundraisers and have been active members of the Association of Fundraising Professionals since I think it was 2006. Am I right, ladies? Yes. And, and ladies, they're going to tell you about themselves. Listen, I'm faking it. I'm sounding like I really know them, but I trust you. Trust and believe me. These ladies are dynamic. So which one of you are going to kick off, tell your name and tell us a little bit about your background? I can start out. So I'm Aisha Harris and I have a long term background in nonprofit management, fundraising and all things nonprofit. I started my journey there. Um, I came to Atlanta back in 99 with the hopes of going to law school. And I stumbled upon a, believe it or not, a temporary assignment at a nonprofit here in Metro Atlanta. And I have not left the industry since. And I always tell people that fundraising found me. It, uh, I didn't find it. It certainly pursued me because one day there was an opportunity for me to write. Uh, somebody who was managing me saw that I was a good writer. I wrote a grant and got it, and it just went from there. And through that journey is how I met Keisha. So she can tell you a little bit more about herself. Yes, thank you, Aisha, and thank you, Dr. Griffin, for having us. So I am a country girl born and raised right here in the great state of Georgia, by way of Macon, Georgia, to be exact. And uh, similar to Aisha's path, fundraising definitely found me as well. I was introduced to the industry and started out on the consulting side of nonprofit fundraising. And, um, you know, the journey has really evolved from there. I remember I, had, I didn't even really know what nonprofit fundraising was at the time. I was kind of in between jobs, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And one of my beloved mentors and trusted friends, um, and more like a mother to me, introduced me to an opportunity with this consulting firm. And she mentioned the term development. And I had no idea what it was. I thought it was a construction company and I did not ask her any other questions, but she was the type of woman when she say go, you go and you don't ask questions. And so she set up the interview 
And um, I was hired right there on the spot. And the rest is literally history. Um, I have definitely found my passion. And I'm so blessed and fortunate to be in this line of work, right alongside with my awesome um, business partner, Aisha Harris. You know, and like, I think, Dr. A, I, I, we didn't get into like the other specifics, but I can say I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a, I'm a Northern girl, um, got my undergraduate degree at Duquesne University there, and then actually got a master's degree here in Metro Atlanta from Luther Rice Seminary and College um, with a master's of arts in ministry administration. Um, just really wanted more information on how to be a good lay leader. And in my undergraduate studies is where I uh, pledged beloved, our beloved Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I'm having a moment. Thank you so much. <laughs> I don't have to say it. But you know something, ladies, I'm listening to both of you. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I know this is radio, but I had the pleasure of seeing a photo of them. So before we even go any farther, because they're going to be nosy too, I would like for one of you to at least share the website so that if somebody has to jump off, they can at least have the information and they won't feel like I've slighted them. So before I even kick off our rich conversation any farther, why don't one of you share the website and how we can reach you should somebody have to chime out and maybe not connect back with us until after it's over. Sure, sure, I'll take it. Um, our website is www.blendedmeasures.com. Dot com. And um, we have an, an office line as well. It's 404-937-6555. And um, we also are on social media. I will allow my um, wonderful other, other half, my business partner to chime in with those details as well of how you can find us on social media. Yes, so you can find us both on Facebook and Instagram at Blended Measures Consulting. So the handle for both is Blended Measures Consulting. Um, and we have very active Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, and you can also find us through my Instagram, which is Aisha underscore the nonprofit Maven, M-A-V-E-N. So you can find us on all of those platforms. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you got that, but we'll give them another opportunity to remind us before the broadcast is over. Ladies and gentlemen, I cannot go a step further. Blended measures. Before we get ready to take our first break, ladies, how did we come up with, I think I know, because you know, I, I think I got powers, but since I don't know for sure, how did you guys come up with the name Blended Measures? I'll let Keisha take that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, and, and you may be right on track, Dr. Griffin, with, with the way it sounds, blended measures. And our original thought um, when the business was started was thinking about all the different blends that it takes in philanthropy and how it, it, it involves so many components and, you know, like uh, uh, ingredients, you know, there's everything you, you, you put it in and you blend all those ingredients. And then also the measures are the outcomes of what we focus on in philanthropy and the successes that we um, work alongside our clients to help them achieve with their fundraising results. Well, I tell you, it's definitely needed resource that you guys have come up with and I would not have stalked you I promise you when I saw that you guys had won business of the month in March I was like yes <laughs> yes all I can tell you is I want to personally commend you guys because what you offer as I've gone onto your website is so so needed and ladies and gentlemen mm -hmm. I know it sounds like they paid me but they really didn't 
I'm telling you, <laughs> we've got to get ready to take our first break. But as we get ready to take our first break, ladies, Miss Keisha, Miss Aisha, can we come back and maybe break down what we can see or what you have to offer to our listeners when we come back from this first break? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, take that first Kool-Aid break and we will be right back. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for taking that quick break with us. And ladies, I must say, your backgrounds are just amazing like the two of you are. And I want to thank you for opening up and sharing with our listeners because I've found a lot of times when listeners feel comfortable with my guests, guess what? They just stay the whole time. So without any delay, let's just kick off our rich conversation. Why don't one of you, if not both of you, you may jump on top of each other. It doesn't matter to me. Just have your way. But talk to us. Say I'm a person. I'm a nonprofit owner, leader, decision mm-hmm. maker. And I get to your website. You've given me that information. Do I make a right, left? How do I navigate? Where should I start? I think that, uh, and this is Aisha, I think that you should start first with our services page because there you will see uh, a layout of everything that we offer from comprehensive development support to fundraising event planning, grant research and writing, uh, annual report writing and design. Uh, the things that we do to help nonprofits around, <clears throat> excuse me, annual fund management, even things we do specifically around helping uh, nonprofit organizations with their year-end appeals. So I think going to our services page first is will give you a comprehensive understanding of what we do. And then I think the next tab you want to go on is the leadership tab. And that's where you'll learn a lot more about myself and Keisha, our backgrounds, uh, what we bring to the table and the expertise and skill set that we possess to help nonprofits succeed. I think the last tab, and and all of them are important, but then you leave there and we want you to definitely check out the results page because there is where you'll see the most recent fundraising results from the immediate past year, um, what we've done for nonprofit organizations, how much we've raised. In 2021, we raised over $5 million for local nonprofits, and we have some nonprofits in other states that we help as well. But you'll see there on the results page, the different funds that we raised and the different modes that we use to get there, be it foundation grants, government grants, fundraising events, capital campaigns. We even break down on that results page, different things that we've done in terms of creating grant pipelines and writing development plans, because Much like our name blended measures, we know that it takes all of those pieces to come together to get nonprofits the outcomes they need and the resources, most importantly, that they need to succeed. So that's what I would say. You know, you just hit on a plethora of, (laughs) oh my goodness, I, I was like, okay, do I jump in? Do I wait? Okay, so right about now, it's tax season. A lot of nonprofits are struggling. People start nonprofits, but we need people like yourselves. So I applaud you for putting the leadership out there. That's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, we want results. And Mm -hmm. for people like me, I mean, I've been doing my nonprofit thing for a while. I stay in my lane. So what is it that I need to bring to you to say, for example, under your comprehensive development and your year in, talk to me, what is it that I... 
I kind of know my thing over here on the left side, but I need some help real fast. Well, what do I need to bring to you guys to get started? Well, um, I'll take that. This is Keisha. So uh, typically it's not necessarily what you need to bring to us. Um, we like to start um, do like what we call a mini assessment with our potential clients. And that's usually through a 30 minute phone consultation. Um, that is um, no charge initially for the first 30 minutes. And we really want to hear from you. What do you need? Where do you see the gaps? Where do you see the pain points that um, you have come to this place where you need um, fundraising counsel, such as um, blended measures? And so within those conversations, we may ask questions such as, do you have a strategic plan? Um, what is your annual budget? And what is the fundraising gap where, you know, your revenues may not cover? What is the fundraising gap of where you would need the additional resources to help meet your goals and to produce the outcomes that your um, organization has been established to do? And also, even with those outcomes, we ask for those programmatic um, overviews so that we can hear from the organization directly what you focus on as an organization and also what those outcomes are. Because usually initially, um, or I'm sorry, usually in that conversation, um, Aisha and I can really glean a lot in terms of how we may be able to assist. And then um, how, you know, sometimes we get clients that come to us and they think they need one thing, but in that conversation, we uncover where you don't really need what you thought you needed. You actually need to go back and, and let us help you do this first. So. Um, and that's why we like to use that term comprehensive, because it isn't a cookie cutter approach. Um, we have seen, and especially in our current clients and um, new potential clients, there are literally no two clients that come to us that are ever alike. Everybody has their own set of um, challenges that they're facing and opportunities as well. And so we try to work with each organization and, and, and help um, define and refine um, and, and provide some solutions around those issues where you um, have some gaps. Wow. To the person that's sitting down, can't wait to call you. I'm, I'm saying thank you on their behalf because <laughs> what I learned, I went to your website. And one thing that stuck out for me was that you in the last year helped nonprofits achieve more. I'll just call it exponentially millions. And it wasn't like a whole lot of nonprofits. Okay, what's the secret sauce to that? How is it that you can help me achieve millions as a nonprofit? And I know you can't give me everything because as you said, no two are alike, but what's one or two things that, you know, you can tell me that I need to make sure I have in place when I do come to you? Um, I would say, first and foremost, make sure that you are resolved in the why of what you're doing. Because we have a lot of people, Dr. A, who have jumped out here, and especially during the pandemic and before, who jumped out here and started nonprofits because what they heard was grant money and they heard free money. And it is so much more than that. And so you have to have a very, be very resolved and resolute in the why of what you're doing for your nonprofit and make sure that it is a value add to the community. It's interesting that we're having this conversation, but Keisha and I agree on one thing all the time, always. And that is when people come to us and say, I want to start a nonprofit. What should we do? Our first response is don't. You need to go out and survey and see what nonprofits already exist in your, in your community 
and find out if somebody's already doing that. Then if they're not doing that, because we don't want to kill anyone's dream, we're not dream killers. But if there's not that space, that space is not being met or those needs are not being met, then pursue your nonprofit because it may be something as simple as partnering with another organization to bring your idea to fruition. The other thing that I would say is if if you're sitting there, I would also say if you're a nonprofit and you're coming to us, make sure that you have a solid and strong board of directors. A lot of people start nonprofits and they think that it's theirs, that they own it, and it's not yours. Once it becomes a 501c3, it belongs to the community. And so we tell people all the time, make sure you have a strong board of directors and that you have board of directors insurance, because that is where you're going to really be able to um, really kind of um, draw those quality top level board members who really can give you the access and that you need to contacts and things like that to help you with your fundraising. Because if you don't have a quality board, um, it's going to be a little bit difficult for us to leverage things. Because one thing that we tell you at Blended Measures is that what we're not going to do and what we can't do just from an integrity standpoint is we can't bring contacts from another client's database to you just because we have access. You've got to build your own database through the connections that you get from your board of directors. So um, I would say that. And then lastly, something Keisha touched on, I want to reiterate, make sure you have a some type of a plan, even if it's not a built out strategic plan, some type of plan and roadmap about what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go, and how you want to accomplish that. Because those things really help us um, with fundraising in terms of foundationally. Wow. You know what? I am sitting here taking notes (laughs) with all of my wisdom. I am still growing and learning under you ladies. So on that note, we've got to take a second quick break. But when we come back, I really want you guys to keep going in the vein in which you're talking. I want to learn more about some tips, some things that we can do, some of your common fundraising tips, in other words, questions that are common that people ask. You know, just we can keep it going. But ladies and gentlemen, if you will, we're going to go ahead and take our second quick break and we will be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know you are getting full just like I am because I am taking notes just like you. So why don't we, ladies, just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. And then what I mean by that is a lot of people, we think we know what it means to fundraise or what the term fundraising means and how it intersects with marketing. Why don't I just pass you ladies the mic and let you just empower us, educate us, if you will, not to be demeaning, but surely we don't all have it right. So the mic is yours, ladies. Take us away. Thank you. Keisha, you want to start? Sure. I mean, I think, and I started laughing um, as Dr. Griffin said what it really is. And the first thing that that automatically came to my mind is, uh, may I say what it is, what it is not. It is not baked sales. It is not popcorn sales. It is not cooking sales. And those all things are great for our children. But that is not the type of fundraising that we engage in. Fundraising is, is, is strategy. Okay. It's, it's big picture big strategy, and it's not just um, grants. It's not just sitting down and writing grants, Mm -hmm. but it's a much bigger picture that um, consists of uh, several different elements. And that includes individuals who may be inspired to support your organization and your mission and the work. Um, That also includes corporations 
who you may um, consider or who may consider you um, um, for the type of events that you are producing. And then there are also um, foundations who may give if you fit their philanthropic priorities as a whole. Um, one of the things um, that we often tell our clients is just because that foundation exists does not mean that they necessarily want to fund the work that you're doing. While your work is great, um, mm -hmm. many foundations have specific priorities that they only want to fund. And if you don't fit those priorities, we cannot make it fit. We do not have that kind of power. I wish that we did. But what we can do is we, we may hear where, you know, um, on the, the surface, you may not fit. But if we hear that you have a program that is also aligning with some of those philanthropic priorities that do fit, then maybe there is an opportunity. But um, Aisha, I, um, do you want to chime in? Also? Yes. So I'll say this too, and to, to flip the opposite of what Keisha was saying in terms of what it's not, I'll say some of the things that fundraising is. Um, fundraising for us is really the intersectionality of generosity and community needs, right? That equal solutions. And so when you're thinking about fundraising, people just think grants and grant writing. But think beyond grants and grant writing nonprofits when you are thinking through fundraising. You have to think about when is the last time you've done any type of an annual report or an annual document that would let a potential funder know the outcomes of your work and what you've already accomplished in the community to really help them understand why it's important for them to join you and be a part of what you're doing. Uh, fundraising is also marketing and people miss the mark on that if you notice a lot of job postings for fundraisers they'll they'll normally say director of development and marketing vp of development and marketing because the two go hand in hand if there's no visibility and you're not sharing the stories about the outcomes of your work then no one knows about you and knows what you're accomplishing and what you're doing so that they can be able to give you the resources that you need and, and be a part of it. Because a lot of times too, we've seen on our end, many a times, Keisha and I, where a funder will reach out to the organization. It's not always just the organization reaching out to the funder. Um, another thing that I think fundraising is, is it is relationship management. And that is across the board. When when I was really, really fresh in the fundraising game, people used to ask me, what do you do? And I used to say, I'm a friend maker and a friend keeper, because that's really what it is. And I think that's why Keisha and I are so successful in this, because we really are genuinely building relationships with people who want to figure out the best ways to leverage their resources. And so fundraising really is about relationship management at the end of the day. And where a lot of nonprofits miss the mark, if I can kind of, as the kids say, give you some free game, they miss the mark because they forget to take care of the people who are already giving because they're spending so much time on chasing the next big giver. Everybody Amen. wants, you know, everybody wants Mackenzie Scott's money right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that she's stalking nonprofits to see who she wants to give to next. But guess what? the probability that you will be next is very low. And so in the meantime, you need to steward, which means 
communicate with the people who are giving to your organization every day. And a lot of times where, where philanthropists and donors get frustrated is that they don't hear from the nonprofit until it's time to ask for money again. And so you've got to stop doing that piece. Again, free game. You've got to get out there and share with your donors regularly how their resources are making a difference and try to do that at least two to three times before you ask for money again, because that is something that, um, again, that fundraising is, it's relationships. And so you want to know what's happening with your money. And that's the same thing with philanthropists. They want to know what's happening with their money. And that's the same thing with corporations. They want to know what's happening with their money and small foundations. They want to know what's happening with their money. And then that way, it makes it a little more palatable when you come back to them to ask for more money because you've been, they've been able to keep a pulse on what you're doing. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I would say in terms of what fundraising is. And if I could chime in and just add one more to to that, I would also say responsibility mm-hmm. because, um, you know, all the dollars that is entrusted to your nonprofit, um, the donors who contribute those dollars are expecting you to steward them and yes. to be and steward them responsibly. And that is making sure that those dollars are used to do what you asked them for in the first place and that you are tracking and reporting back to those donors to not only um, update them, but to show them and, and, and communicate with them. This is how we were able to use your dollars. So there's a huge responsibility. And when you get the money, and this is something that we tell our clients all of the time, when you get that donation or that grant, that's when the real work begins. It's not getting mm-hmm. it. It's when you receive it, that's when the work really starts because there's an entire process to Aisha's point that you must employ in order to be successful and in order to keep that donor engaged enough to where they want to support you again. Wow. Okay, ladies, y'all are trying to just show me up here, but I'm, I'm receiving it. I'm in the chair. I'm in the learner's chair. I'm a little grasshopper here for a moment. <laughs> Let me go back to something. I heard a quote, and I, I think it's imperative that we hear it again. And I think it might have been you, Keisha, that said intersection of blank was community where it meets in solutions. I know I butchered it. <laughs> that was me. It was Aisha. said <laughs> Fundraising is the um, is really the intersectionality of generosity and community needs that equals solutions. And I literally just came up with that tonight. So Listen. we're going to trademark that, Keisha. Yes, I <laughs> need to trademark that because that is so profound. In addition to I concur responsibilities and relationship management. But thank you both for at least breaking it down to tell us what it is and what it isn't, because we've got to get ready to take our final break. But before we take our final break, how can we sign up to receive your newsletter and uh, remain informed about your latest news and fundraising tips? Tell us that before we take our final break and we'll come back and put a bow on everything. Absolutely. So you can do that at our website, www.blendedmeasures.com. And there you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, When you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can also see our social media 
outlets there. Uh, we are on Facebook and Instagram at Blended Measures Consulting. But if you go to blendedmeasures.com, you can sign up for our newsletter there and you can get updates on what we're doing, see some of the clients we serve and more. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get ready to take our final break. And we're going to come right back and try with everything in me. I'm going to try and help these ladies put a bow on it, but they'll be doing all the talking. So if you will, let's take our final break and we'll be right back with Miss Keisha Dudley and Miss Aisha Harris, our fundraising SMEs, in my opinion, subject matter experts. So if you will, <laughs> take that final break and we will be right back. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for taking that final break. Now, just in case you're chiming in with us for the first time, as they say, and you haven't had a chance to hear all of this rich conversation, I'd like for you, Keisha, and you, Miss Aisha, to at least tell us how to reach you. Give us some contact information. I know you've said it, but tell us one last time. So our sure. website is, um, you can reach us online via our website, which is um, blendedmeasures.com and measures has an s.com. We're also on social media, Aisha. At Blended Measures Consulting. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Blended Measures Consulting. Well, ladies and gentlemen, is there a phone number also? Yes, our phone number yes. is 404-937-6555. One more time. That's 404-937-6555. And what are your business hours? <laughs> I know. That was <laughs> right. <laughs> we would say technically Monday through Friday, nine to five. Okay. Technically, but technically Monday through Friday, us. nine to five. You get it. So technically, I hope you ladies and gentlemen caught that. But now. We're at this last episode here, and, and, and I know, and I say episode, but we're at the last segment, and I know it's going to be hard to do this, but I'm going to ask you guys to do the impossible. There's somebody that's just now chiming in. If you can speak to the listeners that have been here, as well as that person that's just onboarding with us, what are the points that you really, really want us to take away from this amazing conversation that we're having here? Um, I would chime in, it's Aisha, and say, just make sure, one of the main points we want you to take away is making sure as a nonprofit leader, um, as a nonprofit employee, someone who's thinking about starting a nonprofit, just know the why of what you're doing and why you are there at that particular nonprofit or why you want to start that nonprofit. Um, because these nonprofit organizations are not just cash cows to free grant money. There are real situations and real issues in our communities that need long-term solutions, that need to pluck things out that are, are systemic issues. And so we want to make sure that we have really quality organizations that are really committed to the work. I think that, you know, if a person is just chiming in, would just love to reiterate the piece around making sure you have a quality board of directors at the helm, because, you know, a lot of times people start a nonprofit and they get um, the, what is the term, Keisha? They get uh, founder, founder fever, syndrome. founder syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> and, you know, and they think that this is because you just because you started this organization that it's that it's yours and it it's not. It belongs to the community. Um, once an organization becomes a 501c3, it is it is not 
owned by the person who came up with the amazing idea. So just keep that in mind. You know, if you're here and you just joined us and you're thinking about starting a nonprofit, know that this is not like starting a for-profit business. So if you are wanting to be in charge, be the person who makes the final decisions all the time, then we would highly encourage you to start a for-profit business is what I would say. Anything else, Keisha? I would just chime in and say, if you are someone who is listening and you just happen to be a board member or serving on the board of directors of a nonprofit, I think it's also important to know your responsibility as it relates to said nonprofit. You know, oftentimes we have to remind board members who sometimes they're aware, sometimes they're not, sometimes they just simply forget or they ignore. But as a board member, you are fiscally responsible for that nonprofit organization. And so therein lies the responsibility uh, really lies on the board of directors even more so than the CEO or the executive director, although they all have some level of responsibility. But I think it's also important um, that you are an engaged board member and that you mm-hmm. understand the financials and you understand when you say yay in a board meeting versus nay or vice versa, that you really understand what that means, not only for your respective vote, but what that vote symbolizes and uh, that vote that you're voting on financials or programs or services, it is much bigger than you. So be sure that you're 100% all in. And if you're not, or if you're, you know, you're fatigued and that happens uh, sometimes, but I think it's so important too, for those who, who may be serving um, in, in mm-hmm. these nonprofits to make sure that they are aware of those, um, you know, the, 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 um, the nuances and the opportunities and everything that comes with, with board service um, to just be aware of, of those things as well, because mm-hmm. that's equally important. Wow. And I think I'll piggyback and reiterate what we said about fundraising. Oh, I'm sorry. Just forgive me because I was just getting ready to praise you guys, but just keep going. I'm just so enjoying this. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and I'll, I'll just reiterate one other thing that we stated earlier in case someone missed it. We were talking about what fundraising is and what it is not. And what we said was that fundraising is the intersectionality of generosity and community need, which equals solutions. And so that's really what fundraising is it's just taking generosity and plus community need, and it should equal solutions. That's the equation. Um, That's kind of the, that's the blended measures equation of what fundraising is. And so, you know, keep that in mind as you are doing nonprofit management overall, um, because you can't, and, and I also think, keep in mind too, that donors understand, and they can, they can pick up when, an organization is genuinely doing the work that they're doing versus when an organization is just out trying to seek the next funding opportunity. So, you know, don't, don't think that that's not easy to pick up as well. Ladies, you know what, this is where I start to cry almost because when I have phenomenal speakers like yourself come on, you guys are making me so proud. I'm just so Thank proud you. of what Thank you're you. doing because there is definitely a need and trust and believe when people come to me and ask me, what do we do about fundraising? They will be getting the blended measure speech. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, you ladies are, as they say, doing the darn thing. And I'm just so proud that you took time out of your busy schedules to connect with me. And so 
I just, I hate when this moment comes, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know the clock on the wall says it's time to bring this rich discussion with my two amazing guests, Miss Keisha Dudley and Miss Aisha Harris, owners of Blended Measures to a close for now. However, you can join me in staying connected with Keisha and Aisha by taking time to listen to the replay on our website at www.igmainc.org forward slash podcast. Meanwhile, I sincerely hope you will continue to join us and encourage others to connect every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for more informative episodes of All That Matters talk shows, where our focus will continue to be business, legal matters, education, nonprofit technology, and our healthcare. Please also remember that you can email us at admin at igmainc.org or simply call us 770-422-4048. And last but not least, please remember to connect with all of the other exciting broadcast hosts every weekend for an eclectic listening experience. Ladies, until we come again, do you have one last thought that we can snatch from you before we call it a night? Sure. We just want to say there's genius and generosity. So be sure to check us out at blendedmeasures.com. Wow. Genius and generosity. You heard it best from who? Miss Keisha and Miss Aisha of Blended <laughs> Measures. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, as we say until next Saturday at 5 p.m., stay healthy and safe. And remember, what we value here at IGMA Inc. is all that matters to you. Good night. <laughs>